Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Cool. Um, Let's talk about budgets, right? Oh my God. Um, Budgets. I don't even know where to begin because I know I'm going to cop so much hate for speaking about budgets in this way. Like I just know it's coming. The budget, the debt-free community, the, the you only are worth anything if you pay off every cent of credit card debt community is so tenacious, is so cult-like that I know this is going to ruffle quite a few feathers. I'm a woman, number one, taboo enough for speaking out and having a voice. I speak about money. That's like crossing the line. And now I'm going to say, hey, guess what? Budgets aren't the goal and everyone's just going to lose their mind, right? So let's talk about why budgets shouldn't be the goal, why they're not the goal for me, and why I don't believe you need to be a master budgeter to be a wealthy, abundant, successful woman. I just don't. What I do believe is that you need to know how much it costs to run your life. You need to track and pay attention to your money. But do I believe that the mark of whether you're a good person or not, or do I believe you're morally more right and much more of a good person and you can handle money better if you stick within your budget? Fuck no. Okay. A budget is a nice idea and it gives us humans this sense of control that we so deeply crave around money. And it lets us clearly define and determine, okay, yes, Um, last week I made my budget last week. I stayed within my budget. I'm a good person because I stay within my budget this week. I didn't stay within my budget. I'm a bad person because I didn't stay within my budget, but we have to remove this moral scale from budgeting because that's not what it's about. All right. Budgeting shouldn't be the goal. It isn't the goal for me. And so many wealthy people I speak to, it's not the goal for them either. Do you think Kim Kardashian has a budget? Do you think Elon Musk has a personal budget? He might have a business budget that his financial team comes up with, but do you think he overrides that when he's intuition led to do something else big and create impact? Yes. Here's the thing. Budgets are steeped in restriction. They're steeped in scarcity. They're steeped in the idea that this is as good as it's going to get and this is all you're going to have and you need to learn to live within these stuff instead of coming from an energy of abundance and overflow and make more and chase your dreams. It's it's instead of going, how can you expand and how can you fulfill the fullest version of yourself and create this incredible life that you want? It's so steeped in a restrictive energy. Like we don't want you to go big and create more and grow and embody this, you need, this is your box and this is your structure and this is how much money you make every week and this is what you need to stay in. And if you move outside of this, you're a bad person. And if you break your budget, you're a bad person. If you buy 
a bottle of wine when your budget says that you can't afford to, you're a bad person. And I just think that stigma is so harmful. It is so harmful because it doesn't account for life and it doesn't account for so much fun and spontaneity and it doesn't account for choices and intuition-based decisions. And it's constantly rooted in this idea that there's not enough. There's not enough this week and there's not going to be enough next week and there's not going to be enough in six months' time. So you need to make sure you're budgeting right now for the bill that comes in six weeks' time. And even listening to my own trainings that I was putting I, like as a money mindset coach, I talk about money all day long with clients, help them heal and transform their relationship with money. And looking back at the trainings I did in 2017, 2018, and it was all so steeped in Here's how I do my budget. Here's how I organize my taxes. Here's how how I do this. And what I've realized now is that when you step out of that restrictive scarcity, there's not enough. So I have to get better at managing what I do have into instead. What if there was just way more than enough? What if I always had more than I need? What if I had more money than I knew what to do with? And the minute I changed and stepped into that energy, all the manifestations that I have been trying to get for years and years and years and years accumulated very fast, faster and easier than I could ever imagine because I wasn't trying to play small anymore. I was allowing miracles to happen. I was allowing to be fully supported by money, fully supported by the universe, trusting that there was always going to be enough. And yes, I have a budget. Yes, I show the women in my Abundant as Fuck course how to use that budget, which was co-organized by financial planners back a long time ago. Yes, this spreadsheet that I show them how to use, which is super simple. You literally enter one number. You can use it when you're 18. You can use it when you're 82. It doesn't matter. It is a tool and a framework, a scaffold to help you make decisions. Where I think budgeting becomes toxic is where someone projects their blueprint of wants and needs and tries to tell you that a takeaway coffee is bad and spending money on sex toys is the most horrific thing you could do and that you have to pay off your debt and that you have to pay off your biggest debt with the highest interest first and projects all these rules against you. You know, they're not giving you a scaffold in which you can make choices, empowered choices. They're they're taking away all your responsibility. Well, they're not. They're, you know what I mean? They're treating you like a baby. Like you're stupid. You don't know how to do money. You're fucking this up. You need to follow my budget. You need to follow these rules. Like don't stray from the path. I'm going to smack your hand if you go somewhere else. Don't do anything that I've told you not to do. Don't have a mind of your own. Don't have feelings and intuitions and guidance of your own. Just follow this structure and, and leave no room for anything else. And then there's this idea that we put so much guilt and shame onto ourselves when we struggle with something like budgets because it feels so restrictive and there's certain personality types. I recently launched the Wealth Personality Profiles. You can jump onto my website, find them. It will change your life learning about these. It certainly changed mine. But some clients love a budget. They love it. They love it so much. They show me all their spreadsheets. Everything's highlighted and color coordinated. And so they've got that down pat. And you can be really good at budgets and still have a super fucked up relationship with money. You can be really good with budgets and broke as shit. And I know that because that's me. 
I've budgeted my entire life. My mum was the one as a teenager when I get my pocket money or my first job and she sat down and showed me how she worked budgets. My mum is a badass at budgets, right? They own everything in their life and they're in a great financial position because of the way my mum does budget. They own everything. They're retired early. Um, they both don't work anymore. They have everything is in their name. Like they've done so made some really smart choices. My mum's taught me how to budget. But she also has a super fucked up relationship with money. And not just a little bit, like enough that her daughter went into money mindset coaching as a profession. Like there's some deep-rooted scarcity there. And I've also seen the opposite side of the scale where people can have a lot of money and be really bad at budgets, but that hasn't stopped them creating incredible wealth and freedom and abundance. And they have everything that a lot of us would desire but they've still got this story that, you know, because I bought some luxury items, because I didn't put X amount in my savings every week, I'm bad with money. And I'm just like, hello, look at what you've achieved. Look at the relationship that you have with money. So it's differently. And I think we have budgeting as it feels like something we can control. So it becomes the benchmark of whether we are doing good or whether we are doing bad, whether we know how to manage our money or we're an idiot that doesn't know how to manage their money, you know, and it, and you speak on savings too, because this is also, I'm noticing a really, really toxic relationship with savings for so many of my clients when they come to see me. Um, but in terms of the budgets, you've got a budget in front of you. You've done all the figures, you've figured it all out. And then one day you just really can't cook dinner. You're exhausted. You've got a migraine. You order Uber Eats, it blows out your food shopping budget. And so, and suddenly something that would have felt really, really natural and easy, like I can't take care of myself, I need to nourish my body, I'm making a choice. And that is okay because money is a tool and a resource that allows us to have freedom to make these choices. Instead, we start beating ourselves up that we spent too much on food. Dude, that's coming out of our entertainment budget. Like, Ugh, shit, what am I going to do, right? I needed to feed my family and I couldn't cook. And so I ordered takeaway and... And now I'm this horrible person. I have so much shame and guilt around the decision I made. And that energy around money, no matter how good you are at a budget, if you have that shame and guilt and fear and anxiety around your budget and the way you use money, you're never going to fully be able to tap into that abundance that you desire and manifest those large amounts of money to have freedom and choice and opportunity and experiences in your life. We're judging ourselves and we're so full of shame around how we handle our money. It's not going to propel us forward. It's going to hold us back. You know, change, long lasting change comes out of a place of accepting. Here's where I am right now and I'm okay with that and I'm grateful for that. But here's where I'm going. If we're stuck in shame and we feel so horrible about ourselves, we can change but it's often a temporary change. It's not a long lasting change. It's like going on a diet because you tried on a pair of jeans and they didn't fit. And so you got stuck in this shame cycle and you're like, I'm fat, I'm horrible, I'm disgusting, I hate myself, I'll start eating healthy. And so you eat healthy for three or four days and then you fall off the bandwagon because it was rooted in shame. We truly make lasting change when it's like, I love my body just as it is. And because I love my body, I'm gonna eat healthy. Because I love my body, I want to move it and become more flexible. You see how the different energy of those two scenarios, it is exactly the same with your money, 
right? And that's why we focus a lot on nurturing relationship with money, paying attention to your money, expressing gratitude for your money, rather than diving in. And I'm like, the first thing every client that meets me needs to do is set up a budget. Like, I'm not about that because it doesn't work. It is temporary. It's like sticking a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. It is a temporary fix to make you feel like you're in control and like you'll feel like you're making progress, but it doesn't actually solve the problem. It doesn't make things better long-term. And that's my rant on budgets. Let's touch on savings a little bit. I might turn this into a second podcast. I might keep it all in one. You never know. Bonus points, right? The energy around savings. I don't understand why there's so much stigma around if whether you save a little bit every week or you save in a 20 grand chunk once a year. I really don't understand. And I had this and I've worked through it. And so now I can share about it because we recently were able to put $30,000 in our savings. I felt really fucking good. Right. And then I started having this negative story in my head that it's not real savings because it wasn't saved over a long period of time. And so it's not real. I didn't really save it. And I'm like, where the fuck is that message coming from? My mum's budgeting past. <laughs> we put a little bit away every day for a rainy day eventually that never comes. And we just have a lot of anxiety around. But I don't see the issue with getting paid a shit ton of money and deciding to save the overflow of the money that you have in cute as fuck chunks of money into your savings account versus this idea that I must save $100 a week. And if I don't save it every week, I'm a shit person and a bad human. What is the energy around your savings? You have to make your savings fun. And for me, I don't put savings money into my account every week. I'm not interested in it. Not a vibe. It feels restrictive. It feels like I'm following these good, like Christian moral value things. I don't know. It's not a great energy for me to be in. I prefer to go, shit, I made like a fuck ton of money this month. Let's put another five grand in savings. Let's put another hundred grand in savings. Let's do whatever the fuck we want with our money because it's our money, right? And you don't need other people's opinion on how you're handling your money. So let's just remove the, remove the morals from money. Let's get rid of the stigma. Let's get rid of the good and evil. Money is a tool. Money is a resource that gives us choices, opportunity, freedom, experiences. It is a tool and a resource that is all it is. Money is not good or bad. The way that you use it, some people might deem as good as bad. I would say, like, let's stop policing that. <laughs> um, like, we don't police women's bodies. Let's not police the way people. And obviously, I'm saying, like, if you put your money into child trafficking, that's really wrong. But... The, you know, if you decide to buy a really expensive handbag instead of putting money into your super, no one should be able to judge you for that because it's your choice. Anyway, I want to talk about budgets. We got into a bit of a moral discussion. Let me know how you feel about that. Yes, budgeting is helpful in some instances. Yes, you do have to know how much it costs to run your life, which is what we do in week two of my Abundance Fuck program. We actually figure out how much money comes in every month, how much does it cost to run your life, where's the discrepancy, how can we future plan for some events, and how can we make sure you have some fun while also planning for the future. Um, So we do actually touch on that. I do teach it, but I teach it in a way that is energetically aligned without the stigma the shame and the judgment around budgets because we just we don't need that life is short okay 
Don't slip into a shame cycle about your budget because life is fucking short. On that note, I'll speak to you guys soon. Have an amazing week. Bye. you loved this episode please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish to check out more of the sexy selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com it's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you Thank you so much for being here with me today on The Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.